everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 334. No, it's not. It's 335. The heck is the matter with me? And tonight, we are recapping two episodes of Lore Olympus. We are looking at episode 215, which is available for free right now on the Webtoon app. And then we are going to go right into 216, which is only available if you are fast passing it, which of course we are, but we will give everybody a big heads up before we jump into that one. Um, not a ton of forward movement in these past two episodes. No, I think we got a lot of very good information. I am still eager to find out what is going on right now. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was useful to find, you know, we're finding out more and more about what happened in those 10 years that Persephone was banished to the mortal realm. Yeah. And I don't know, but it felt like some of the movement that they were hinting at at the end of the last episode was instantly canceled out because you remember the last episode was Hades telling Hecate he has to go speak with his father. So this week's episode opens up and it's Hecate saying, I am so glad that we have reached a consensus about the situation. The consensus is that going down to talk with your father today is a foolhardy idea. And then you flash over to Hades and he's sulking. He is so sulking. He will... Hecate... For all that Hades is boss, I mean, honestly, I think sometimes Hecate is really the boss. Yeah, because I I found the episode, it was episode 123, back when Persephone was in hiding, and Hecate and Hades were looking through pawn shops to try to find something that she might have pawned, and he spots this little, I don't know, person who has Persephone's comb that he gave her, and his instant reaction is to fight her for it, and they're both just going at it tooth and nail, and then instantly the scene jumps to the two of them sitting at a table with Hecate staring down at them saying, what don't I like? And Hades says, being embarrassed. And what did you do? I embarrassed you. And it's just, yeah. it's it's a very similar vibe going on in this episode. Yeah, very much so. Now, one of the things I think is interesting is that all this time, you know, with everything that had happened in the underworld and then, you know, Persephone beats Kronos. And now everybody's going, we need to find out exactly what happened. And I'm like, it seems kind of obvious what happens. Kronos got out and took over, but it's more complicated than that. He was supposedly in an unbreakoutable prison, and yet he still broke out. Um, we know that probably Persephone was responsible for that, but that's it's not enough for Hades and Hecate. They need to know exactly what happened. Yeah, because what they think might have happened was that the presence of a fertility goddess gave um, Kronos enough power to reach out and control anyone who had the scars that he had left on them. Yes. Now, just about everybody else, you know, Hera and Hestia uh, and Poseidon, they didn't have that many scars. But you remember... Hades was kind of sectioned into little pieces when yeah. you know they pulled him out of Kronos. So he was able to get control of Hades. And then Hades was able to do something like tell the god Hypnos to go down to Kronos. But we don't right. know if that's really the same thing because they haven't been able to speak with Hypnos yet. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I thought was fascinating was the fact that why is it that the presence of a fertility goddess would affect Kronos like that, but it wasn't affecting anybody else. And the theory is that it has to be people who are descended from Oranos, I guess it is. That was the sky, right? Mm-hmm. The, yep. the earth. And that's when Hecate asked Hades, so, you know, when you've been around Persephone, have you noticed anything about her powers maybe affecting you? And he's like, 
um, that whole business where he got so angry at Apollo and he grew to giant size. All this time I've been thinking, well, that's just something that the gods do sometimes. No, that was completely out of character. And Hecate is furious that he never thought to mention that incident to her. Yes. And the whole time that this is going on, Hecate has put together this blazer light show presentation, I think, where she's showing everything. Oh, it's very beautiful. But there's also... It's almost a little bit like we're watching a musical number or something because, you know, she's talking about how when they first locked him, Kronos, in Tartarus, they would visit him periodically, but after a while, he was just bones. And then you see the two of them saying simultaneously, he was just bones, like it's a a musical number. (laughs) Exactly. I think that's what she was going for. It was all very surreal. Yeah. it's. I was thinking a Greek chorus, which, haha, of course it is, but, you know, I think a, a Broadway musical is probably the more likely answer, but... In the end, like you said, you know, they need to figure out if Hypnos really did do what they think he did, if Kronos got control of him. And they're like, well, has anybody seen Hypnos? No. Well, how do we get in touch with him? And Hades is like, oh, no. And so they go knocking on a door. And who are they going to go see? It's Thanatos, who is actually shacking up with Daphne at this point. And that brings us to the next episode. So spoilers. Yes. But the two of them, Daphne and Thanatos, were making out. And they were talking about how it's really nice that they're back here where they don't get interrupted all the time. Because, you know, living in a commune, basically, what they were doing when they they were in the mortal realm was not all that great for privacy. And Daphne says something like, I think the constant fear of getting interrupted was kind of hot. And then there's a knock on the door. And then it's just like, uh, you see the irony here, right? Yeah. Now, this next bit that happens, this is a flashback. We are going back to right after the trial when, you know, the whole courtroom was like in flames, everybody running around in chaos. And Thanatos gets basically dragged into Hades's office because Hades is just furious. Now, I just want to say for the record that we are going to get an explanation for why Thanatos did what he did. And I feel that that can be summed up by two words. And what are those two words? Daddy issues. Oh, yeah. The commenters were talking about that a lot after this episode. So, I mean, Hecate brings Thanatos to the office and she just asks him what he's thinking and he really didn't have a good answer. And he's obviously freaked out because he's messed up now. But he goes in to talk with Hades and Hades just wants to know why he would do this. Why would he go behind his back? And Thanatos is just like, he's still freaking out. And it finally comes out. So Thanatos' mother dropped him off in the underworld for Hades to basically raise when he was a child. And Thanatos' father, I can't remember, was it Helios, I think? or uh, Isn't? Oh, I can't even remember. Isn't that awful? Yeah, I don't know. No way to know. No way to but, know. You know. He's not really a corporeal form, so he couldn't really have a parent there either. So... Hades was kind of like his stand-in father. And there was this adorable picture of Thanatos as a little kid wearing a little suit. And I think he's eating a donut. But he's kind of like holding on to um, Hades' pant legs. And it's it's very adorable and just kind of poignant, too, because... Hades, I don't think, rejected Thanatos. Hades' question was, why would you want someone like me for a father? Hades is still associating himself with Kronos, and the idea that no one would want to be that close to him as a father figure, but apparently Thanatos did. Yeah, and Thanatos says that when Thanatos got old enough to kind of like take care of himself, 
Hades was like gone and that really hurt. But I think he had kind of convinced himself that, well, that's just the way that Hades is. He doesn't have the ability to really show love and caring. And then Persephone shows up and Hades gives Persephone all of the love and caring. And it is so obvious. And Thanatos was jealous of Persephone because she got what he always wanted from Hades, but could never have. Yeah. And Around about the time when Hades says, why would you want someone like me for a father figure? You suddenly see that glowing eye shape like superimposed over Hades' face, which means Kronos was starting to take over. Yep. And as Thanatos is still trying to explain himself, Kronos takes full control and is really, really shitty to Thanatos using oh, Hades' body. Basically, Hades says, oh, you didn't want Persephone for a mommy and just oh, being man. so dismissive and awful and throws him out of the office and throws him out of the underworld. So yeah, that's um, that did not go well. No, because this whole time, Obviously, Thanatos has no idea that that's Kronos in Hades' body. So he just saw the guy that he most would like to treat him like a father figure who had been listening to him and honestly listening to while he was talking, just suddenly turn into the biggest shit monster and throw him (laughs) out. Oh, God. And so that's the flashback. We go back to the present where Thanatos basically opens his door to see Hecate and Hades standing there who are both like, uh, hi, and... Thanatos slams the door in their faces. And that's where the episode ends. So that's it. Yep. That we did not get hardly any forward movement at all on the storyline, no. but we did get, I think that was useful info to have. Yeah, no, it was. We are getting from so many little bits and pieces of the last 10 years. You know, we now know what happened to Minth. I think we've got pretty much the majority of her journey during that time, which is really cool. Um, We know how Thanatos got thrown out of the underworld, and we know that he and Daphne are definitely, like, absolutely together. But um, we skipped over the bit where, you know, he saw her, and we see a little bit of his thoughts as... You know, he's looking up at her when she had turned into a tree and he's saying, you know, I just feel so horrible, the idea that she was there and she was alone and everything. And then we don't get any more of that. So we still don't know, like, did anybody hold Apollo accountable at all for any of it? We don't see what Thanatos's or Persephone's reaction would have been to find out that it was Apollo that had been trying to kill her before Mm -hmm. she decided to hibernate herself in tree form to keep herself safe. So... Yeah, and I'm still wondering, because if they're back in Olympus, what's to keep Apollo from going after Daphne again to try to shut her up like he was trying to before? I have no idea. I mean, I'm hoping there's something like, you know, Hera's the queen of the gods. Surely she has some control over I know he's Hades' son, but she's queen of the gods. Surely she can just be like, this person here is off limits. Go fuck yourself, you know, something. I don't know. So that's, I mean, we got pieces of information, absolutely. But when they stopped it there, I was like, no. I mean, every episode kind of ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger. That's how it works. That's how they get you to keep on reading. But I was just like, just a little more, please. Oh, man. Oh, I had to buy more coins this week. Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. You were already out? That's right. You used up more of them faster than I did, I think. So I may have to get some more next week, too. Well, I don't know how that happened. I thought we were on the same schedule with that. I thought, you know, because I've been only buying them at the episodes once every other week. And when I got the little nose, you only have three coins left and you need seven. I'm like, rah! 
<laughs> Fine. How much are the coins if you're not buying them? Because we there was a deal for getting your first coins. Yeah, I don't, you know, I just, I did it just this week and I don't remember and it's on my phone and my phone is what I'm using to record this episode. So I don't know. We'll put some information in the podcast description. It's not a lot, but it's also not nothing. So, but, <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, anyway. So that's it for Laura Olympus this week. Um, what else have we got going on? I haven't watched any more Sandman. I'll I tell know. you what I have been watching. What's that? I, I started rewatching uh, Haunting of Hill House. Oh, yes, because Hannah was mentioning that she was in the middle of watching that. Yeah, I might need to sit down because I've been watching a few horror movies. Um, and I just feel like uh, this isn't as satisfying as I was hoping. What else could I try? Haunting of Hill House might fit the bill, I think. I got to tell you, for all that we made fun of that show, and you can find many podcasts where we've talked about it, those first six episodes are really super solid. They, they are really, really are. Really oh, God. And I'm on the seventh episode now. And as much as you can feel that the show kind of like starts to get a little coming apart at the seams-ish and everything, it's still entertaining, you know, a little long, but you know, it's still, I, uh, it's really just a fun, creepy show. I'm mm-hmm. waiting for it to piss me off like it did the first time I watched, but so far I've really enjoyed it. I still love going through our watch party episodes and, um, seeing the occasional reference that mom makes about Haunting of Hill House and those oh, yeah. terrible parents putting their children through living in that house. Oh my God, yes. Every time a kid has any kind of complaint at all, the parents are like, no, no, it's fine. You're fine. You're fine. They're clearly not fine. Nobody's fine. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the watch parties, I promised that I was going to get both our Aliens watch party up posted to the site. And we have that little conversation that we had about Nona of the Ninth when that mm-hmm. first came out. And I have put up None of those. So hopefully <laughs> by the time this episode comes out, maybe I will. I don't know. I, uh, Jada, who's friend of the podcast, she was actually in San Diego this week. So oh, awesome. So you were now. able to hang out with her. How's yeah. she doing? Yeah, she's doing good. She's doing real good. So she, uh, she's Mrs. San Diego, absolutely. And George is not certainly politically aligned with her politics. But at the same time, I mean, George is so much cheaper than San Diego. It's just Ooh, not Yes, it is. Phew, my God. There was a gas station down the street from us, and it was only like this for a couple of days. And it is the expensive gas station in my neighborhood that I don't usually go to because it's too expensive. But regular price gas for a couple of days there was $7.19. Oh, jeez. Oh, never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. That's just crazy. And meanwhile, the oil companies are raking in record profits. But let's not get yeah. political here or anything. You know, I finally actually found the reason why gas is so much more expensive in California. Why is that? California requires certain additives added to the gas. It's because the smog got so bad in Los Angeles, because it's a very traffic-heavy city. And... You know, I knew that smog has been improved in Los Angeles, but I wasn't entirely sure why. I think part of it is because all cars have to get smog checked. You have to make sure that you're not putting out too many emissions. But part of it is the additive in the gas that keeps it from being such a pollutant. I mean, it's still going to pollute, but it makes it better, but it makes it more expensive. So that's why it's more expensive out here. And Personally, having heard the stories of what it was like to live in Los Angeles in like the 70s and 80s, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah, you know, I listened to uh, the Worst Foot Forward podcast, and it was either the episode of the world's worst scientist or the world's worst inventor. And what they landed on was the person who invented the process of putting lead into gasoline hmm. back, you know, it's probably before everybody else's time, but when you had leaded and unleaded gas. Oh, yeah. I and it was, beca- it was because. The gas, the way it was when it was running in the engine, would knock like offbeat um, explosions, I think, or something like that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
he, what he could have done was found a better power source than gasoline to run cars, but he didn't do that. He just added something that's carcinogenic, uh, yeah. lead into the gas and made sure that we would stay dependent on gasoline for decades. Yeah. So gracious, <laughs> gracious. Anyway, this has been <laughs> binary system politics issues. So remember to vote. To bring it back to um, uh, reviews, uh, there will be a review on the website by the time this episode drops for the last book of the Scalamance trilogy, which oh. I finished. And yes. I think she stuck the landing. And it's really hard to write a review for this book because you keep getting more information that changes everything that you thought had happened up to this point. Oh, interesting. Yes, yeah. I highly recommend the whole entire series. I will have to reread the series now because everything's going to be different now knowing what I know from the information in the third book. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah, I'm going to have a review of the latest book in the Magic Order series, which has been perplexing me because I can't tell what's going on. There's something odd with the story. I'm hoping that we're going to get, like, I hope that I'm going to get an information dump at some point that that makes it feel more coherent. I mean, it's Mark Millar. The guy can write some stories, so I don't know what's happening. But also, interestingly enough, Scotty Young is actually making a return to his series, I Hate Fairyland. Oh, is he really? Oh my goodness. The the energy in his artwork is just amazing. Yeah, and the violence. I mean, my goodness, this guy... (laughs) He does these cute little Marvel baby stuff and everything. And then he writes about Gertrude in Fairyland. And it is so freaking violent and gory. And oh my good lord. (laughs) So that actually is going to be coming out in November. But I got an earlier review copy of it. So I'll have that up soon. Awesome. Awesome. But I guess that's going to wrap us up for the week. So make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the photo galleries, or the fan art galleries. I bought my ticket to go to DesignerCon this year. Did you now? Awesome. What um, um, what's the date for that again? It is November 18th through the 20th. I'll be going on whatever the Saturday is. I think that's the 19th. Um, yeah, it used to be only a two-day thing, but it got so popular, they've actually expanded it. So it's uh, held in Anaheim, in the Anaheim Convention Center, which you're familiar with. So exactly, be, yeah. I haven't been to it in a few years, so really looking forward to that. Yeah, Nathan and I will be going to the Renaissance Festival in November, the one that uh, takes place just outside of Charlotte. Oh, and fun. we might be going on the weekend that is referred to as Pirate Christmas Weekend. What? I have no idea what to expect from that, but I have gotten myself a pirate costume. Good, good, as you should. Um, and we'll cover all of that and more, pixelatedgeek.com. So next week, I think we'll have an iVail episode. We should, yeah. Um, it'll be re- the, We'll be recording either on Halloween or the day before Halloween, I oh, think. Yeah, so goodness. that should be interesting. Yeah, it should, but... And whatever else crosses our path and distracts us. But one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later.
Yeah, and... Hang on a second, I was going to segue to something. Oh, fuck, it's completely gone out of my head. Hang on, where the heck? Daphne, Apollo, Thanatos, Eros. What's to keep him from going after her? Nope, it's completely gone. Completely gone? Completely gone. We tried. (laughs) Now I don't even know what we were talking about, so I can do a segue. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, um, um... Uh, uh, Apollo, can this person is off limits? Go fuck yourself. I think. Ah, thank you, you very much. Yes, that that'll work. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, ow, can't go. Ouch! Ow! That hurt. Mm. Um. We could have looked this up ahead of time, but why would we prepare? 